You're listening to episode 131 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here and today we're going to be talking about a little bit about interviewing guests. So this is one of the business sort of slash podcasting episodes that I come out with every Saturday, uh, part of a new series that I'm doing. And I get a ton of questions about this, how to interview people. And it's intimidating. It, it feels like a lot, especially if it's something that's totally new to you and you've never really had much experience with it. And I'm not going to lie. It, it is something that also you improve over time. You get better with practice, just like anything else. But there are some really specific things that you can put into place. And today I'm also actually giving you my exact process that I follow when I'm reaching out to guests from the moment that I reach out to them and the way that I, that I reach out to them all the way up to the interview and post interview. So I'm really excited to dive into this. This is something that I normally uh, only reserve for paid clients and they of course get more details around all of this, but I am going to walk you through sort of the basics as to how you can use the process that I have implemented in my own business and use it with your own guests to build really strong relationships as well. Because ultimately that's what this is about is creating a relationship and think about it. You're on the phone with this person or in person, depending on how you do this for probably anywhere between 30 to 60 minutes. There's a certain intimacy in that, that you are going to get to know them on a deeper level, especially if they're sharing something more vulnerable, depending on your style of podcast as well. So it's really important to make your guests feel incredibly comfortable and they're giving you their time. I talk about this a lot that when people are giving us our, their time, we want to treat that as sacred because I want people to treat my time as sacred as well. So we have to be very careful about that. And they're, they're giving us a huge amount. We want to make sure that they're having a really excellent experience. So one that one episode that you might want to reference before diving into this one is episode 128, um, about building trust with your audience and why that's so important and doing something like an interview. A lot of those same things really apply to that as well. I also talk about why I do not invite random guests onto my podcast. And when you see sort of the process that I walk you through here, you will probably understand even, even more so why I do not allow random people onto my podcast because I'm creating a relationship. I don't want to just have any old person on. I want to build a relationship with the person that I am inviting on, it, you know, just from the sake of, of an actual friendship as well. Like that's really important to me. So I want you to, to take some of the things that I'm going to tell you today under consideration the next time you are doing an interview or if you want to start a podcast or even if you're just inviting someone into say your Facebook group or your membership site or something like that to kind of do an interview or anything like that. All of the things that you're going to learn today are really helpful for any type of relationship building skills. These are all things that you can take and apply in various situations. 
So something that I really want to stress here is when people, people can feel very intimidated about reaching out to guests, especially if said guest has a very large following. And I'm going to get into that more in a minute, but one of the things that I really want to make clear here, they're a human being and we need to remember that they're a human being. They're just another human. Meanwhile, we're stressing out sweating over here and don't get me wrong. I'm like super socially awkward sometimes, <laughs> so I can completely understand that side of things. But we, we freak ourselves out when really they're just a human. They're just another human. That's it. And if reminding yourself of that can reassure you a little bit so that you can chill and just treat them like another human, then I want to offer that to you so that you can use that and you can kind of calm yourself with that. Sometimes we freeze like deer in the headlights. I, seriously, like I'm, I'm awkward as fuck and I still manage to remember that they're human just like you and me. This isn't rocket science. If you show up as yourself, they'll feel more comfortable. And this is a really great time right now uh, to invite guests onto podcasts because there are a lot of people looking to gain more exposure, even people that already have larger followings. However, don't let large follower numbers hold you back or low follower numbers for that number, for that reason. Follower numbers should not play a role in who you invite onto your podcast, to be completely blunt. Don't forget that a lot of social media is smoke and mirrors. And even if their audience is 100% real, which is still the case for, for many, you would be surprised at how receptive many of those people with larger followings would be to connecting with you and to being a guest. But the caveat to that is do not invite guests on just based on their follower numbers. A lot of times people with smaller audiences will actually push your episode even more and have more space in their calendars to, to promote it. Uh, they show up in a really authentic way because maybe their, their story hasn't been rehearsed so many times, not rehearsed in a negative way, just that when someone has a larger following, they've probably just retold their story so many times that it can become almost automatic. Whereas you can get a little bit more of a raw interview sometimes. And, and I mean that in a positive way. Um, from someone who has a smaller following if they haven't had as many opportunities to share their story. It's the other thing is, I mean, in terms of like launch calendars and stuff, when you reach out to someone, when you have someone on who has a smaller audience, it's also just not likely to, not as likely to land in the middle of a launch for them so that they aren't willing to sort of interrupt regularly scheduled programming to discuss something different too. So all of those things are factors to be taken under consideration. I've had guests on who have very, very tiny followings and have pushed the shit out of our episodes in just this incredible way and ended up sending so many people over to me to listen to the episode. And, and it's just end up, ended up being a really mutually supportive relationship. And to me, that's what it's all about. I don't care about follower numbers. I don't give a shit. And frankly, you shouldn't either because a lot of times they're meaningless. Yeah, it can be nice and there's certainly benefits. I mean, especially on Instagram, if you hit 10K and then you can do this, the swipe up for the links and stuff in your Instagram stories, fantastic. That's amazing. But that would be one of the only reasons that I would be convinced into wanting to focus on gaining follower numbers. And even then, I would still rather just, you know, if people want to check out my stuff badly enough, they will find a way to do so without the swipe up feature. Like, it's fine. I, something else is that when you're reaching out to someone initially, if they've helped you or impacted you in some way, tell them, tell them that, but be honest. Don't just blow smoke up their ass. Like this has to be done from a really genuine place because 
we've talked about this before, people can smell bullshit. And we know this. Like if somebody reaches out to me and it's kind of almost syrupy sweet a little bit, or they just kind of came out of nowhere, but all of a sudden they're complimenting me and, and over like continuously, my, I hate this sounds terrible, but my first thought is what do you want? Like, what are you trying to get out of me? And I hate, again, I hate to say this, but when I have that, that, uh, kind of gut instinct around someone more often than not, it takes a very short period of time before they reach out to me again. And, and then they show their colors, like something that they want. And it just feels really slimy to me. And that's not the, that's not the way that we want to go building a relationship because you're already turning people off right up front. But if they've had a really powerful impact on you and, and you mean that, let them know. You can check out episode 17 with Dr. Jade Tita from way back last year. His episode is still my second most downloaded episode ever. And interviewing him was this huge full circle moment for me because he'd had such a massive impact in the entire course of my career for years. And obviously he didn't know who I was, but he was having a massive impact on me without even realizing it. And I let him know that because it, that was, that was a huge deal for me. And people can, can tell when you're being genuine, people can sense that you can let someone know maybe what you like most about their platform. Maybe, uh, you've, you've referred people to them or what is it about how they're showing up in the world that you're noticing in a really big way? This is how we build relationships. This is how we do this because when you have, you know, that full conversation with somebody, assuming that, that they agree to come on, you're really connecting with them on a deeper level, but you're also going to be promoting them and their episode heavily as well. So you have to make sure that they're a good fit for you. For more on that, definitely make sure to, again, jump back to episode 128 about protecting your brand and building trust, because that is super, super important to make sure that you're aligning with the right people for you. We really want to make our guests comfortable. And for one thing, ask them if they have any questions before recording. Do not start recording as soon as you jump on either because people will freeze up. I have had this happen in, in one interview where I jumped onto the Zoom call. And typically when I have a guest on, I also usually use Zoom, but there's various options, you know, Zoom, Skype, all of that. When I have someone come on to Zoom, I never hit record until I've chatted with them for a few minutes. And I'll get into this more in a minute as well, kind of like more specifics around that. But we, we chat and, and I see how they're doing and if they have any questions and all of those things. When you jump on a Zoom call, for anyone who doesn't know, you can see if it's recording right away. It flashes the little red light that is recording. And when I jumped onto this one podcast episode, she was already recording and I, I didn't notice at first because I was so it was so unexpected. I'd never had anyone do that before. And it was a little bit alarming <laughs> because then I'm thinking, well, wait, is she going to edit this part out? Is she leaving it in? Are we just chatting? I, I don't know what's going on. It was, it made for a very unpleasant experience for me as a guest. And I'm, and I was already a very experienced podcaster at that point, And it was not, it felt, um, inappropriate to me. So we want to make sure that you're not hitting record the second we jump on. Okay. <laughs> Give people a minute to breathe, talk to them for a few minutes, see if they have any questions, all of those things. For many people, at least at the moment, it's often their first podcast. I've had multiple guests on, including ones with large followings 
who have never done a podcast before. And I can tell that they're a little bit nervous. Again, even if they're very comfortable in like all kinds of other platforms and mediums and all of those things, uh, it's, it's just like anything else. It's something new. It's an unknown. And we want to make sure that people are feeling okay about the entire process. Don't let people get too far off track either. So if you have, you know, specific topics that you want to focus on, again, especially if somebody is more inexperienced, they might sort of start to, to veer off a little bit and, and lose their point, especially if they're starting to, you know, forget maybe what the question was that you asked or something like that. It's easy to do in the moment. So don't let them get too far off track. You can find ways to sort of like rein them back in and make them look and sound really good as well. Even if it requires some extra work on your end, it's a win-win for both of you. If you come out with a podcast episode where they sound amazing, they're going to want to promote it more. You're going to want to promote it more. And the people who are listening are going to want to listen to it more. It's a win for everybody. You want to make sure to email them, email your, your guest, all the details the day the episode is released with all the info as well about where to find the episode, show notes, the graphics that they can post to social media. And don't forget to send them at least one for their Instagram stories because that is getting the most engagement right now. Um, you can jump back to the episode all about, I'll reference it in the show notes, all about um, social media 101 and how well Instagram stories are doing right now. So make sure to send them at least one that will fit the, the format of their IG stories too. You can send them some questions in advance. A lot of podcasters don't do this. I do just because I don't want people to feel really caught off guard. Um, and because I tend to ask some pretty vulnerable questions sometimes as well. And I also talk to them directly again, pre-interview, um, when they jump on the call to see if there's anything that's off limits or anything like that. But you want to be very clear on what you'll be discussing. I also really like to ask guests if there's anything that they woke up excited about that particular day that they really want to dive into. And I've gotten some really cool responses to that question as well. Sometimes it ends up being something totally different than what we were going to end up talking about. And we find a way to incorporate it. And it's amazing because you can hear the passion in their voice. It, it can be felt through their energy. A really common mistake that I see a lot is when the podcaster makes the interview about them. I talk to my clients about this so much because the interview isn't about you. The interview is about them and about their story. I, I recently uh, did an episode with, <laughs> with a friend of mine and he was saying that he was, he was a little bit worried afterwards because he said, I felt like you didn't get any airtime. I'm like, that wasn't the point. I'm not supposed to get the airtime. You are. I have all kinds of solo episodes where I can chatter to my heart's desire. This episode was for you and it's, it needs to be about you. And he was just telling his story in such a beautiful way that I didn't want to interrupt him, which leads me to my next point of do not interrupt your guests. <laughs> do not interrupt your guests, please. It is better to leave a pause and edit out that pause later, even if it feels awkward, because again, coming from an awkward human over here, I know how awkward that pause feels. But sometimes we need to just leave the pause and edit it out rather than cut them off. Even if you have to put yourself on mute in the meantime to stop yourself. And that's a little trick that I will also give to clients sometimes. I'll let them know if you're tempted to interrupt, assuming that this is a virtual interview, put yourself on mute. Now, don't forget to unmute yourself before you start talking, obviously, because then you can run into all kinds of issues. But if you, if you really feel like you're having trouble controlling yourself from interrupting, put yourself on mute until they are done speaking. And that little pause sometimes can have a lot of magic in it. Sometimes that pause 
either you or your guest will end up coming up with this incredible thought that you end up talking about and it ends up just making the interview that much better. But if we don't leave any space for the magic, it's not going to be able to happen. But when I listen to a podcast where the interviewer is, is interrupting and cutting off their guests, it pisses me off to no end. I will turn off a podcast if I hear a host interrupt their guest more than twice. Actually, even just twice. I start to get annoyed and I will shut it off. And that's very rare for me. But I've listened to very experienced podcasters. I will not drop any names, but I have listened to podcasters who have hundreds of episodes and... I have stopped listening to their podcast altogether and unsubscribed because I listened to more than one episode where they were cutting off their guests. And it also feels very arrogant to me. Like I have more important things to say. No, this interview is about your guest and you better fucking be appreciative of your guest giving you their time and energy and do not interrupt your guest, please. The only time that there is an exception to this is if you acknowledge that you've interrupted them and it's only, literally for the only reason, is to sort of highlight or drill down on a point that a guest has, has made. And even then, it's not ideal. I have done this, but it's not ideal. So be very careful about interrupting your guests. When you're setting up the interview and leading up to the interview, you want to get about three to five specific takeaways from your guests that they want to talk about, or that you want to talk about with them, assuming that they've agreed to that and, and all of that. When I reach out to a guest, I usually give them an idea as to what I have in mind generally to cover on, on an interview, because I handpick all of my guests personally. Again, you can check out episode 128 for more on that, about why I'm sp so specific about the people I allow to come onto my platform and building trust. But give your guest an awesome intro too. Like, remember, your people likely have no idea who this person is, what they do, or why they should give a shit. And even if it's a well-known name, pretend that no one knows who they are, because there will always be at least one person who doesn't know who they are. And even if every person in your audience knows, your guest still deserves a badass intro. So give them an awesome intro. And you can edit that in later, by the way. I don't like to take up a ton of my guest's time uh, doing some long-winded interview, and it also feels really awkward for me as, like... If I'm a guest and somebody is doing the full intro while I'm on the phone with them, you're just kind of sitting there chilling, waiting for them to finish before you can start talking. It's super awkward. So I always do like the longer guest intro. I record that later myself and then that gets edited into the episode. But it also shows respect for both the guest and the listener when you give a really great interview as well. In terms of my specific process, so this is what I'm gonna kind of walk you through in terms of from, from start to finish what my process looks like. So number one, you're gonna reach out to a guest. I often reach out via Instagram, but it varies. Um, I just find that right now, Instagram is sort of the, the hot place to be. People are most likely to be in the DMs or something like that. This doesn't always work. Like there are bigger names that wouldn't work. They wouldn't work as well to go into their uh, DMs. And then I usually go through email or if they have a preference stated on their Instagram um, bio or on their website, I follow whatever directions might be there on the best ways to contact them. Sometimes people will have written right in their Instagram bios, no DMs, please. So respect that. If they actually have that written, then please respect that because there's no way to... The fastest way to get a no on an interview or to just be flat out ignored is to 
be so ignorant that you aren't even paying attention. That that would tell if I was somebody who had that written, and somebody sent me a DM anyway asking me to be in a podcast, that would tell me that they didn't really care enough about me to even bother paying attention to my platform or to me. So I would just ignore it or refuse at that point. So I wouldn't blame anybody else for feeling the same way. So do do your due diligence, do your research. Most people don't mind getting DMs, um, but definitely make sure to check that out based on the individual. Number two, when you reach out to your guest, potential guest at this point, they haven't accepted yet, let them know what your podcast is about. Let them know why it would be a good fit, what your audience looks like or is comprised of so that they know how to best gear their message to your listeners and make sure to include a link to your podcast so that they don't have to go searching for it as well. They're likely going to want to do some research on you and your platform before they agree to be on as they should. And you know, we don't want to overwhelm them with information if we can help it, but let them know that if they decide to go ahead with the interview, then you'll email them all the details as well. So you really want to make this as easy for them as possible. Don't just say, oh, my podcast name is Room to Grow and then make them go look for it on their Apple app. You want to actually send them directly to the source so that you can end up creating it. You're already creating an experience for them and that's going to show them that you're going to be really great to work with and that sets the stage for building a strong relationship with them. Number three, when I reach out to a guest, I purposely leave things very open-ended. So Tim Ferriss has discussed this before, that it actually makes people more likely to respond to a message from, you know, a random stranger, more likely to respond even if it's to decline when we leave things more open-ended because it takes the pressure off. I always let potential guests know at the end of my message that even if it's not a good fit for them or not the right timing or whatever the reasoning, that I really appreciate them for blank reason because it's true. I do appreciate them for whatever reason, depending on the individual guest. And this is, I can say that honestly, because I only reach out and handpick very specific people that I know will align really well with me, with my brand and with my listeners. So that's very important. We have to make sure that we are extending them that courtesy. And if you don't actually feel that way, then you better not say that you appreciate them for whatever reason. Again, it, this has to be from a genuine place. Everything I coach is to come from a place of honesty integrity, and integrity, and that will take you farther in life than anything else. So number four, if or when they respond and they would like to go ahead with the interview, then take things off the gram. So ask for the best email to send them the details to set up the time of the interview. Especially the reason why I, I always phrase it that way with, with uh, guests, I ask them for the best email address because sometimes they might want to direct me to their assistant and it's a separate email, or sometimes they want me to send it directly to their personal email, whatever it is, I want to make sure that I'm sending all the information to that specific email so that I'm not losing that connection in transit, if that makes sense. So if I then just go dig up an email on their website, but it's one that's not as used or it's not being taken care of as, as much then we might end up losing the connection and then that's not good for anybody. So ask them what the best email is to send them the information. And then I always email my guests a form that I share with my students as an example of what types of questions and kinds of info to get from your guest long before the interview ever takes place. Because we want to start gathering information right up front. Number five, 
is the interview. Most importantly, I know I already said this, I'm going to say it again, make your guest feel comfortable because if your guest feels comfortable, they will open up in a really beautiful way and the interview will be amazing just because of that alone. If you do nothing else, do whatever you can to make your guest feel comfortable. Number six, the day the episode airs, send them the details on where to access the episode, the link to any show notes and graphics made to fit various mediums of social media so that they can post about the episode quickly and easily. I've been on a couple podcasts where I didn't even know the episode had come out <laughs> or I had, I was already subscribed to their podcast. So I saw the episode drop into my, my queue, my podcast queue. And it was like, I never heard from the interviewer or it took days for them to let me know. I get it being the same day, especially, you know, with time zone differences and, and whatever. I completely understand that like the later in the same day, or maybe even the next day. But I don't want the first place that I hear about my interview to be on social media. I want the courtesy extended to me as a guest that they let me know first when an episode is coming out and, and when it has been released. So you need to take care of your guests that way. And again, give them like the VIP treatment because they gave you their time. And that is how you're going to build a better relationship. Number seven. This one is more specific to me personally. Um, I like to do a personal touch, especially because I'm so specific on building relationships with my guests and really developing like a, a strong bond with them as much as I can. I generally always send my guests a little something in the mail. A little bit trickier from Bali, <laughs> having some issues with that. Um, but I'm trying to figure out some new ways of, of doing things and like different companies that can maybe ship stuff for me. But it, they have been again, extremely like these guests have been extremely generous with their time. And in my mind, that's the least I can do. The least I can do is to send them a little something in the mail. And who doesn't love getting snail mail? Am I right? Like seriously, <laughs> we all love getting some snail mail. <laughs> so while it's not always possible for me to do that from Bali, it is it, doing any type of personal touch is going to go such a long way. That's the shit that sticks with people. Like when they've done a hundred more interviews, they'll think back and think, wow, Emily sent me that super cool thing in the mail. Damn, that was cool. And they're going to remember that. And then, you know, the next time that they want to work with somebody or they want to just reach out and have a conversation, whatever it is, they're going to think of you before they're going to think of somebody else who didn't make them feel as comfortable, who didn't go the extra mile and who didn't put in the effort to build a relationship with them. So this is super important. I, I hope that this has given you a bit of insight as to how to run an interview. And I know I didn't get into the specifics in terms of like questions and stuff like that. But to me, I don't want to go too far down that road sometimes because you also need to come up with a style that's unique to you as well when it comes down to the actual interview. But I wanted to share a little bit of my process and how I get guests on and how I maintain these really awesome relationships with my incredible guests, because that is where true collaboration takes place. That's where the heart of it is. And that is really going to help you both personally and professionally. So let me know what you think on this. If you have any questions about podcasts or anything like that, please let me know. I also have uh, something that you can check out all about how to 
be a really badass podcast guest. So when somebody asks you to be, uh, to, to go on an interview, you're going to be able to nail it. And I have done multiple, multiple podcast interviews where I've been a guest. I've done dozens upon dozens where I have been the interviewer on the other side of the table. And I have a lot of experience with this. So I want to make sure that you have access to it and you can go and check that out. Everything is over in the show notes and you'll be able to access the list of the, the 14 ways to, to be a total badass podcast guest. So thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we are back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you.